Hey mamas, I'm Alyssa, registered dietitian, picky eating specialist, and mama of two. You're listening to the Nutrition for Littles podcast, aimed at helping you raise healthy, independent eaters. Each week, we will tackle topics like picky eating, mealtime struggles, baby led weaning, and so much more. Let's jump right into today's topic. Hey, hey, welcome back to today's episode. I'm so glad you're here. Today I'm talking a little bit about my Table Talk community and really because I want to encourage you in some things and some ways that you can help your picky eater long-term, week-to-week, day-to-day, those sorts of things, especially as we come up on this new season where I feel like most of us, when back-to-school hits, we just tend to like get a little more... I don't know, motivation. (laughs) Let's get going. Let's get organized. Let's get focused. Let's get planned, all these sorts of things. And so I want to give you some encouragement and give you some ideas and also tell you a little bit about this community and what has been built there and what we're doing inside of it. So some of you may not even know that I have a community. So this is for anyone who has taken my Table Talk Picky Eating self-paced course. Anyone who takes that uh, is given a free month inside the community if they wish to take it. And this is a place where they can get their questions answered, connect with other parents of picky ears, get ideas, get inspiration, all of the things. And so if you take my Table Talk course, if you're a graduate of that, um, I'll have the link down below to Table Talk so you can check that out. And if you are already a Table Talk graduate and you had no idea I had this program for a community, you can go ahead and shoot me an email, Alyssa at Nutrition for Littles. Just put in the header something like Table Talk community question or something like that uh, to get an invitation for your free month if you haven't yet already claimed that. But let's go a little bit deeper into what this community is. So first and foremost, when I came up with the idea of creating a self-paced course like Table Talk, I wanted to, of course, give you all the tools and strategies and methods that you need to become your own feeding expert for your kid, because I truly believe that you know your child best, and you might just need a little kind of armor in your pocket, right? Like some strategies and tips and tricks and um, some methods to pull out and some guidelines to follow to make it work in your home. But at the end of the day, you also know your child best. I can't sit across the table from them. I can't watch them eat. I can't watch every child interact with food. And I wanted to just kind of arm you with all the tools you need to know in order to make the best decision in the moment for your child, whether that's a different strategy or method that you're going to use that night or, um, any sort of thing like that. And so I knew that I wanted Table Talk to be the self-paced course that parents could go through, have forever access to it, and really feel well-armed and uh, educated on all the things they need to know to help reverse picky eating in their home, because I know it can be such a burden from some. Now, in that same vein, I also knew that self-paced courses, although wonderful and effective and helpful and Um, just really empowering. They can also sometimes have families feel a little jarred or lost or alone, right? And just this feeling of, okay, you gave me all this information, but when I actually implement it, here's what happens. And I have nowhere to turn to. I have nowhere to go, right? Self-paced courses are just that. They're self self-paced. And so you don't necessarily get a direct line to someone like me or the creator of the course or the expert or whatever it might be to get all your questions answered. You're just supposed to learn the material and figure it out on your own. And 
I didn't love that, right? Like I love 90% of what a self-paced course offers, but I don't love the 10% of you kind of just hanging out there hoping that it fixes everything when I know how unique and different every child can be, every family can be, every different culture and practices and beliefs and experiences and everything is just so different. And although I think majority of people who take Table Talk don't need a next step or further help. Most of them get success just on the course alone. But for those parents who are still feeling like, well, I tried this and I didn't know quite how to implement it, or it didn't seem to work, or this happened and you didn't really cover that in the course because you can't cover everything in a course, I wanted there to be a place for them to go to get more help. And although I do take a few one-to-one clients, uh, it can be quite pricey and there's only so much time in a day. I'm a working full-time stay-at-home mom. I do all the things and I know you do too. And we also value um, our time with family, right? And so I wanted there to be this place that not only I could answer your questions, but also where parents could connect because picky eating can feel so lonely. I don't know about you, but I swear there have been times and places and experiences where I feel like I'm the only one with a kid who won't eat that, or I'm the only one with a kid who acts like this or says this or does that, right? And it can just feel really lonely. And so I also knew that I wanted a place for my table talkers to come together and feel seen and understood. And sometimes it's just really helpful to circle around and share about how hard it can be, how isolating, how lonely, how frustrating and how wonderful it is when your kid tries something new and have a group of people who cheer you on, who get it, who understand what a huge piece of progress that is for your child to actually eat a strawberry or a piece of meat or some sauce or anything like that, right? I mean, we know that feeling of excitement. And when we tell our friend or our sister or our neighbor, they may not get that excited. They're like, yeah, big deal. My kid eats that every Tuesday, right? And so it's just nice to have a community of people who support you, who get it, who cheer you on, who give you ideas, who give you feedback, who share their own journey with you. So we just feel a little less alone. So with all of that in mind, in creating Table Talk, I realized I really wanted there to be a step two, a a further down the journey step or place for parents to land like the Table Talk community. So we built it. So the Table Talk community has evolved over time to really be what most parents in there need. Not only is it a place for you to connect and get cheered on and comforted and feel understood, but it's also a place where I get to push you a little bit and encourage you and give you some really specific ideas. So there's a lot that goes on in there, but month to month, we have a few things that are the same. So number one is I meet with my Table Talker community once a month. So we go live, I answer any questions that have come in throughout the month. Um, I'll answer them in the community as well, but we go a little bit more in depth during the call. We troubleshoot anything that's coming up. We talk about our wins, we celebrate our wins. um, And really we spend that time, that call together as a group, sharing what's working, what's not, and getting some ideas or um, kind of thoughtful insights from me around what I think might be going on, what I think could be helpful. I tease out a few questions from you, see what's going on, and and really you get that one-on-one feedback in that moment um, when you're struggling with something. So I know a lot of parents find that really valuable, whether they're the ones that we talk to during that call or if they're watching the replay or if they're not necessarily selected to get their question answered, they get so much benefit from listening to someone else's struggle. And so that call can be really, really beneficial. And then of course, inside the community, just in general, it's 
not hosted on Facebook because I don't particularly love Facebook um, and I'm not really on there. So it's hosted on our own private portal where you can drop questions anytime, day or night, and I'll get back to you and answer you there as well um, with a solution or some suggestions or ideas as well. So that's really nice, right? Like that's typically not what a self-based course offers you. Um, You're just kind of on your own. And I I really didn't love that. So I wanted people to have a place where they could come, get their real life questions answered, get things teased out. If maybe I didn't say it in the course the way that you understood it, you could get some clarification. So I wanted that for you. And that's another reason why I give my table talkers their first month for free, which means they get to that come to that live call, they get to ask their questions. And you can um, claim that free month either right away when you sign up for Table Talk, or you could wait until you finish the program or halfway through, or it really doesn't matter. But I know so many parents have that kind of next level ease of mind knowing that they're going to get their questions answered um, and not just a course that they may never finish. I want to hop in real quick and take a second to thank the sponsor of today's podcast, Dino Bars. Dino Bars are all organic fruit and vegetable bars that are wrapped in edible paper. Yes, you heard me right, edible paper made from potato starch. And what that means for you is that you can get all the benefits that come with a fruit and veggie forward bar without the mess. Insert praise hands here. But seriously, I was really skeptical about these bars. I thought they were going to be another kind of sticky, gooey mess that my littlest ones had trouble chewing. They're not like that at all. The kids love them, but I love them too. Not only because they taste delicious, but they have simple, balanced ingredients that make for a great option for nutrition on the go. Click the link in the description box below and use code Alyssa10, that's A-L-Y-S-S-A, the number 10, for 10% off. And don't you dare get a pack without my absolute favorite flavor, purple sweet potato raspberry. Okay, now back to the show. So that's really the heart behind it. Um, what else has been really cool and kind of born out of this table tech community is this idea of adding safe foods to your little one's list. So of course, Table Talk teaches you all the methods to do this, the strategies to do this, um, really gives you basically step-by-step instructions and uh, then teaches you how to tailor it to your child. However, Table Talk, the Table Talk community, if you join it each month, we pick two focus foods to focus on. And so what that means is, multiple times per week, we give you ideas around this particular food, how to use it, how to introduce it, how to get them interested, how to um, bring your picky eater around to eating this food and considering it a safe food. So for example, our safe or our focus food one month has been um, green beans. So we might have some sort of recipe around green beans or a way to interact with green beans, a way to play with green beans, um, all ideas throughout the month on how to get your little one to interact with green beans, accept green beans, try green beans and like green beans. So that's the goal. And then those focus foods and those all those ideas are archived. So you can go back and do any of the foods you want to any month you wish, but kind of as a community where we work on two foods actively per month. And that's about where we land. That doesn't overwhelm parents, but also feels doable. Um, And of course, you have those archives too to go back to and see what other foods and different ideas that are in that archive, which can be super helpful. 
So the Table Talk community, like I said, is not only a place for you to connect with other parents of picky eaters, you also get that live call every month answering your real life questions, some portal support as well. Any questions you have, go in the portal and then focus on those two calls per, or sorry, two focus foods per month. Um, but we also obviously just support and encourage each other, but we also have a, an, an Instagram account dedicated for this community that has private stories, private messages, private um, ideas, extra teaching points, all these sorts of things that are there to support you on your journey and kind of give you just extra reminders of maybe something you forgot you learned about in Table Talk or haven't done in a while or haven't tried in a while, but also kind of these new ideas that we share in the portal as well. So it's just a really great place to continue your um, journey. And so I wanted to take a few examples from Table Talk Community, what we've learned, what we've taught our members in there and share them here with you today to maybe get some juices flowing. Before I do that, I do want to encourage you, if you haven't already checked out the Table Talk program, you have a picky eater at home, maybe you're at your wit's end or you don't even want to get to that point of being at your wit's end and you want to start reversing picky eating, Table Talk is the way to go. This is, like I said, a self-paced course. It teaches you everything you need to know to be the feeding expert in your home for your child. And so many parents have taken Table Talk and seen huge successes. Um, One of them, like Lola, she talks about her daughter who was so picky. I believe the quote she said was something around, I was going to throw in the towel. Um, I know many parents have said that, or I'm at my wit's end, and ends up that her daughter now will eat well over 100 safe foods. And she also came back to me recently, relatively recently, and said, you know, packing lunches, making dinners, everything is easier without a picky eater. And I just want you to imagine that, what that could feel like for you that you can put anything in their lunchbox, you can put anything on the dinner table, you can buy new foods at the grocery store and not wonder if you're just wasting your money. Instead, knowing that you have a plan in place to help your picky eater reverse picky eating, start trying new foods, feeling really confident that they're getting a nice, healthy, balanced um, approach to food and feel really good about what they're eating and how they're eating it. Plus, of course, if you join Table Talk, you do get that free month inside the Table Talk community if that's something that interests you as well. And then you can continue on inside that community uh, month to month and you can cancel at any time, which is uh, really just valuable for parents and I know for flexibility of budget and time and whatever kind of energy you have to put towards it can be really, really helpful. So of course, I want to let you know all that up front. Everything can be found down below um, or you can email me if you are already a Table Talk grad and want to learn more about the Table Talk Community Program, email me, Alyssa at nutritionforlittles.com, and we will take care of you. But for now, I want to kind of give you some ideas of what we've done inside the membership to get some of the juices flowing, get you a little bit inspired, encouraged to try new things. So of course, at the very top of the list is selecting some focus foods. So in Table Talk, um, I talk about this idea of having some foods that we're focusing on adding to our safe food list. So introducing foods isn't just like a one and done deal for the most part, typically, especially if we have picky eaters, but we need multiple approaches to introduce this food to our little one to get them feeling more and more safe, more and more comfortable around this food until they're willing to eat it. So it's really nice to just have a kind of bucket list per se of foods that you would like to focus on. 
Um, I recommend starting with about one per month. We do two per month inside the Table Talk community, but I mean, it's completely up to you. I wouldn't go crazy here and try to do six um, or something like that because you're going to feel overwhelmed. You're going to feel burnt out. You're going to not see any progress and it's going to be really, really frustrating. So instead, what I recommend is just picking one uh, focus food and just think of a food that maybe your little one has seen before or rejected before, or maybe it's brand new to them. And if that's the food you want them to eat, like, hey, I would love it if my little one ate cucumbers. I love cucumbers. I like to buy cucumbers. I like to use cucumbers a lot. And my little one doesn't seem to like them, right? This would be a really great focus food for you. I do recommend the first time you choose one not to have a food that they have like a huge negative response to, like emotional response to, trying one that's like a little more neutral. Maybe they've rejected softly in the past, um, but I wouldn't go straight for like the food that they hate and scream every time they even think of that food. You know what I mean? So that is tip number one is to just think of some focus foods, some ideal foods that you would love for your little one to eat. Maybe it would make your life easier. Maybe it would make them a little healthier, you know, all those sorts of things. So inside the membership, we try to do two focus foods per month. I aim for usually one fruit, one vegetable, and then, um, Every so often we throw in some sort of dairy product and or meat um, in the mix as well. And then any sort of starch or um, carbohydrate as well kind of gets thrown in there generally. But those are usually foods that little ones have a better um, better relationship with. They'll, they'll eat it more often, things like noodles and things like that. Not always. Um, but we kind of keep that rotation in mind. So paying attention to just what those ideal foods are. So once you have that list of ideal foods, I want you to start, um, like maybe take a sheet of paper, put that food at the top of the piece of paper. And I just want you to start brainstorming ways that you could serve the food, flavors that would go really well with the food, different spices. And then that kind of is going to put you in a recipe standpoint of like, okay, I want my little one to eat broccoli. Well, broccoli goes really well with fish or broccoli goes really well on um, when it's roasted or in my air fryer. I really like lemon you know, seasoning with broccoli or have this really good seasoning from Trader Joe's that's really good with it, right? So just start getting a little creative there. Maybe Google some recipes, get a little bit of inspiration for what you could do, right? Start pairing together things your picky eater likes with that food. Oh, well, my son loves cheese. So I bet I could sprinkle some cheese on it and broil it and um, it'll be nice and cheesy for him. Or I could do a cheese dipping sauce. Or my little one loves breadcrumbs, right? Like they're obsessed with things like chicken strips and uh, chicken fingers and chicken nuggets and anything that's breaded, they seem to eat just fine. So maybe I could find a way to bread uh, broccoli and bake it or air fry it or deep fry it even, right? So finding a way to implement some of those things your picky eater already likes with that food. This is called bridging. It's a technique that I teach in Table Talk as well, uh, more in depth. Mama, I see you. You're tired of making different meals and crossing your fingers that tonight might be the night where they actually try those veggies. You're so tired of putting things on the plate just to watch them not get touched. Maybe you're even feeling stuck in a never-ending cycle of bribing, begging, bargaining to get your little one to eat. Maybe you feel like they wouldn't eat anything unless you count down their bites or even feed it to them. I bet you're even worried that they're just not getting enough and certainly not enough of the things that you know that they need. You're not sure that they're reaching their full potential living off pizza and goldfish crumbs. You're ready for a change or else you might just throw in the towel altogether. Maybe you're feeling like you're at your wits end with picky eating and feeling like nothing will work. 
you need a plan to finally beat picky eating and get back to enjoying meals again. If this sounds anything like you, then this program was literally made for you. Table Talk is the picky eating program that works. It's the program that teaches you to be your own feeding expert because at the end of the day, you know your child best. And feeding kids shouldn't be this hard. Picky eating can take over your life feeling like every meal is worse than the last. It's time to reclaim your kitchen and actually start enjoying meals together. Table Talk is a targeted program that teaches you the strategies and methods that kick picky eating to the curb for good. Take it from Lola, who's a mom of a little one who she was ready just to throw in the towel altogether about picky eating, but then she took Table Talk and at the end she said, since taking Table Talk, my daughter's foods, likes, and loves is over a hundred. Can you imagine what it would be like for your little one to like or love over a hundred foods? Throughout the Table Talk program, you'll learn how to get them to eat more variety and new foods, make sure that they're eating the right amount, and finally have peaceful meals again as a family. You'll learn how to stop pressuring them to eat and what to do to encourage them without pressuring. Plus, you will feel confident at the table knowing that everything you're doing is leading to raising a healthy, happy, and independent eater. All right, you can click the link in the description box below to enroll in Table Talk today. And when you do that, you will also get my Demystifying Desserts mini course completely for free. This course teaches you how to take desserts off the pedestal and put them back where they belong and end the obsession with sugar. All right, click the link in the description box below to get started today. So once you feel like you've exhausted all these different ideas around flavors and recipes and ideas around that food, go ahead and put a line underneath it. And then we're going to move on to something um, a little bit more fun. So these are ways to have fun with broccoli. Now you might be thinking, well, I don't know. If I knew how to do that, then I wouldn't need to listen to this podcast episode, right? But really just trying to think of, okay, broccoli looks like trees, right? We've heard that before. So I could call broccoli mini trees. I could talk about how my kid is a giant next to these tiny trees. I bet he would love for me to make up a story about a giant eating tiny trees. I think that broccoli is green. What else is green? Oh, my son loves dinosaurs. Maybe this is dinosaur food. Oh, I love to serve broccoli with ranch and my son loves snow. And so I'm going to talk about how this looks like snow when you dip it on top of the broccolis, right? So all these sorts of ways to kind of have fun with broccoli. I want you to also get a little creative about ways that that food could be fun away from the table. So maybe you play farmer's market um, in the morning and you set up a nice little farmer's market and encourage your little one to go shop the farmer's market and there's broccoli there. And maybe you're trying to sell the broccoli as the farmer. You teach your little one how the farmer grows the broccoli, things of that nature. So you could just play farmer's market, right? Maybe you could use broccoli in some sort of sensory bin. Maybe you could use broccoli sprinkles to add on top of different food items. Um, If you haven't seen that post on my Instagram, I posted it recently, and you just basically rub off the top of broccoli and use it as sprinkles. It's freaking amazing. So just get really creative, get inspired, maybe even Google um, some ideas around broccoli, like have fun with broccoli, paint with broccoli, stamp with broccoli, uh, any sort of things like that. So after you've kind of exhausted all your creativity around how to have fun with broccoli, both at the table and away from table, go ahead and put a line under that, and we're going to move on to our last category. So our last category we're going to talk about here on the podcast is how to get your little one to touch broccoli in a low low pressure way. Um, What I typically recommend is some way to help 
prepare and or serve broccoli. So now just get creative and start thinking about different ideas that they could do around broccoli in the kitchen to help you. So is your little one old enough to use a kid safe knife and cut up the broccoli for you? Or maybe you teach them how to snap it off um, so you don't even have to use a knife. They're in charge of snapping the broccoli um, to make it into small bite-sized pieces. Maybe they're in charge of painting the broccoli with oil using a little pastry brush dipped in oil for them to paint the broccoli with oil before you roast it. Maybe they're in charge of seasoning the broccoli or even transferring the broccoli from a bowl into or onto a baking sheet. Maybe they're in charge of serving the broccoli to each member of the family, whatever that might be. So finding ways that they can be interactive in the kitchen with that food, super, super helpful in getting them that hands-on experience. So of course you can do this with any focus food you want, kind of split into those roughly three categories um, and kind of play around with different ideas. You can come back to different ideas you've had for broccoli and use them again for something like green beans, especially if it worked. Um, Don't be afraid to recycle different ideas in new ways. But these are kind of the things that we talk about inside Table Talk membership. So we'll take that focus food and break it down into six to eight, maybe sometimes more um, ideas on how to get your little one exposed to that food in a low pressure way. And we just give you very specific, tangible, easy ways for your little one to interact with that food in a really approachable way. Um, Usually less than two steps (laughs) to the process um, outside of recipes, but it's so easy and approachable because we know that moms and dads don't have time, especially when we're messing around with dinner. And so this is uh, just really helpful to get those ideas flowing and some ideas going in our own um, house to get our little ones to try new foods, which ultimately gets them to add more safe foods to their list. So I hope this episode was helpful. I hope it was helpful in teaching you a little bit about what Table Talk is, what Table Talk community is, but also helpful in getting your mind going on how you can start to introduce new foods, ways that you can get inspired and um, get a little creative with some of these things. Of course, not everyone has the time to do this, which is, again, what the Table Talk membership can do for you is save you time and just tell you, hey, this is the activity today. (laughs) Try this or this is the activity of the week. Um, Try this one or try this new recipe or whatnot um, just to kind of serve it up to you on a platter because I know as parents, sometimes our creativity is used in other areas and (laughs) this is maybe not your expertise, which is why I'm here and not using my creativity for other things, right? So anyways, I hope this episode was helpful for you. If it was, please let me know, share it with a friend um, or check out the links in the description box below and I will catch you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're walking away with some tangible ways to bring peace to your mealtimes. And if you like this episode, please subscribe and tell all your mom friends. And as always, the best compliment you can give me is leaving a rating and written review, which also helps other mamas like you find this podcast too. You can find more from me on Instagram at Nutrition for Littles. Do you have a question you'd like me to answer on the podcast? Email me at alyssa at nutritionforlittles.com. All right, until next time, mamas.